Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. Hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're doing better than I am because I am truly the definition of a wounded soldier today. Well, I guess yesterday into today, I am so sick. Oh, I really wanted to record yesterday, but I had no energy in my body. I was like just fully laying face down on my couch just like feeling sorry for myself, my whole body achy, my throat just killing me. So sick, so just powerless <laughs> yesterday. And there's something to be said about getting sick when you're an adult and you live alone and you're single. I mean, not that having someone else, you know, romantically would have really helped me, but I don't know, maybe it would have, but overall just like not having my mom <laughs> to help me. <laughs> You know, I had to go get my medicine. So, okay, let me back up. I went to CityMD yesterday and the day before yesterday, so Tuesday, because today is Thursday as I'm recording this, Tuesday, I had an all-day shoot for the fashion brand that I do consulting work for. I think I've I've mentioned it on here before. I did a whole YouTube video recently about my consulting stuff, but this one fashion brand called Fig, spelled F-I-G-U-E. Women's fashion brand. I've been working with them for like four or five months now, maybe longer than that, but I've been doing social digital consulting work for them. So I help them with like a variety of different things. On Saturday, I think I mentioned this last week, I went to the Hamptons with them. We did this event for the brand and I helped run the social aspect of that. So then Tuesday, we had our fall shoot for all the fall styles. We had models, went upstate to Yonkers, part of New York. And um, we were at this like cute little, what would you call it? Little park. <laughs> it was like very cute, green, freshly cut grass. So everyone was sneezing and dying of allergies. So I wasn't tired at that, sh or I wasn't tired. I was tired. <laughs> I'm always tired, but I wasn't feeling sick at that shoot. I was just 
it was overcast. It was kind of rainy. I'm like, the weather always gets to me, plus the freshly cut grass. I'm like, okay, my allergies are just horrible. My throat was starting to feel scratchy. I'm like, okay, I think it's just the grass and the elements that's getting to me. But I definitely was tired. So after that, I had to leave that shoot early, come back to the city, which was like an hour Uber, never fun, just popped in a podcast. So like, I was like, I have to get back to the city. I have this event tonight. So I had this event for Rebecca Minkoff, another fashion brand. (laughs) My friend Colby does their PR and digital. So we did this little dinner. It was like an intimate dinner. So cute. I'm going to talk about this a bit more. I have some things I gleaned from this dinner, but it was with Rebecca herself and she partnered with this like NFT, um, well, an app, SoFi, that they were talking about like NFTs and women investing and financially planning and stuff like that. Very, very cool. All of my YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, friends were there like all the girlies were there and we were all sat near each other it was so cute but I at this dinner started feeling so just not good it's like in your head you're like okay I don't feel good you're having a conversation internally you're like I don't feel great but I don't know if I'm just tired or I'm dehydrated or I actually have an illness where I need like antibiotics you know it's like that internal conversation you have with yourself you're like am I am I really feeling sick or am I just being dramatic and I need to just drink some water and get eight hours of sleep you know so I kind of I pushed through it because I didn't feel like I had a fever or anything I didn't feel like I no, no COVID symptoms I could really taste and smell everything believe me there was flowers everywhere again I'm like okay my allergies are just not doing well my sinuses with all of this pollen <laughs> that I've had all day today in my surroundings. So I go home from that event. I was just so tired also. I'm like, oh my God. And I look in the mirror and I open up my mouth and I say, ah, I look in there, shine my flashlight. I see my throat just looks like a battle scene. Okay. It's just so inflamed. I have hereditarily large tonsils. Like my mom has huge tonsils. My sister had huge tonsils. She just got hers taken out. But it's like a thing. So when I get sick and my tonsils get more swollen from being sick, it literally like they touch. I don't want to be like dramatic and gross here, but like it's just it's really, really uncomfortable. So it was like 10 p.m. I knew there was like no urgent cares open at this time. So I decided to just like take some Advil, go to bed text my trainer and tell her I can't come in because I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't think it's COVID, but I'm still like, now I'm so paranoid. And I was like, oh my God, I was just at this dinner. Like, I feel so guilty. I just was like, okay, I'm going to bed, wake up tomorrow, figure it out. Woke up the next morning, checked what time it was. It was like 6.45 because I just like could not sleep due to how uncomfortable I was. And just like, I think I had a fever overnight. I was just like sweating and everything hurt. I was like achy. I'm like, oh my God, look at me. Like I am a sight for sore eyes. I look at the times for CityMD and it's like opens at 8 a.m. So I'm just like twiddling my thumbs. I go on TikTok. I'm just like, I'm laying in bed, just like trying to figure out what I'm going to do until they open. But I will have you know, I was the first one in line. I waited outside of their door so patiently at like 7.55. I get in there. I give them all my info. I always feel so flustered. Okay, let me know if anyone else feels this way. Like I feel so flustered when I walk in to a doctor's office like that and I go up to the desk and they're like, what brings you in? I just get so like flustered about like, what do I say? Unless I'm going to get a COVID test or something. But I'm like, oh, um, 
where do I start with this list of all these things that are wrong with me right now? Like, <laughs> So I typically just, my mom's a nurse, maybe this is why I think this way. I go in and I say the tests that I want pretty much because I already kind of know. Like I want a flu test, I want a strep test, I want a COVID test. It's like what I went in and said. I didn't even like go through my symptoms. I'm like, I just need these tests. And I know I can elaborate when I see the doctor, which is exactly what I did. But you know what? Something that I, I wrote down in my notes to talk about. I was sitting, waiting, wishing. What's that song? Sitting, waiting, wishing. I was sitting in the urgent care, like waiting room area, looking around, you know, and I was sitting right next to the desk. So whenever someone came in, I heard what they told the person at the desk, like what was wrong with them or like what they wanted. And there were a few people just coming in for like routine COVID tests. I think some companies require people to get them or like if you're traveling, I know you have to get them a lot of times. But the people that weren't there for just for COVID tests that were there for like actual visits, it's so funny how it's just really public. Like, oh, I'm here for, you know. Um, But like the women that came in, it was popping off at 8 a.m. There was a lot of people. The women that came in were always like similar to me saying, I think I have this, I need this test or like I need to have this looked at. Like my ankle specifically, I need this sort of x-ray, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was like things very specifically like that. Whereas when the guys came in, like there was a guy very similar in age to me. He comes in not wearing a mask, which like, first of all, I think that's like just a given now, like at a city MD when like really sick people around. I mean, I'm just surprised we never wore masks before in doctor's offices because you could just sit next to someone and just like get all their breathing on you. If you weren't that sick, like and got their sickness, like I think it's just such a thing now, like that we should all wear masks in doctor's offices. I mean, that's just my my opinion. But he like this one guy like rolls up, no mask on, gets all up in these women who are sitting behind this desk's grill with like his germs and is like, I have like the worst headache. He's being so dramatic, not to make fun, but like it's just, you know, sometimes we've got to make fun of the men. He's like, I just have such a headache. I think I have a fever. My throat is killing me. Like he literally has all of my symptoms, but instead of being like, rational like okay here's what I need I guess I'm just maybe a little little bit more relaxed about like health because I've been around it my whole life with my mom but and he like sat down and they gave him a mask first of all they're like sir you need a mask like here's the mask and then they're like well it sounds like you need a strep test how about you sit down and like they're like do you have insurance and he's like well I think I do I have to call my mom I think it's expired it was just like so much which I know when you're sick like I'm so dramatic when I'm sick but it was just like an interesting thing like the women who came in who are so like calm cool collected so I don't know how to describe this well but just not focusing so much on what's wrong but focusing on like how we can get through it, like how we can solve it and doing the proper research to figure out or just knowing what to do in these chaotic moments. Like we kind of kill it, I have to say, whereas this man was just like floundering and every single like other guy that came in was like just went up to these two women at 8 a.m., mind you, and basically just like fed them a list of all their issues and was like, what do I do? (laughs) I'm just like, this is so interesting. I hear, I bet they hear the craziest things in a day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Anyway, I went back, did all three tests, flu, COVID, and strep, back to back to back. So like all these swabs were just like all over the place. My nose like twice in each nostril wanted to die. Then my throat wanted to die. I was just – the strep test is like the ultimate form of – what's the word? Of torture. Oh, so bad. It just like was gagging. Anyway, figured out that I had strep throat. Apparently, my test like lit up like a Christmas tree, like literally seconds after it was dropped into like the culture thing. Um, So yeah, I have strep. This is the first time I've had strep in three years probably. And I used to get it twice a year, probably because of my tonsil size. There's a lot of surface area there. But I think the COVID era of things really did prevent me from getting super sick because people were like really cautious and, you know, the masks and stuff. But I don't know. I, I haven't had strep in so long. I feel like it's just about time. I'm taking it. But I have to say, I, I really do think a big part of my strep diagnosis and just like how horrible I feel right now is because I just have not given myself a chance to rest at all. You know how they say, if you don't pick a day to rest, your body will pick it for you and just like it's never, it's never a good time to be sick. I was thinking of this yesterday. I'm like, I was thinking my lucky stars that I don't have any trips this weekend or I don't really have anywhere I physically need to be this week. I have a lot of work stuff that's remote and that's like via Zoom. So luckily I didn't like physically need to be anywhere, but you know, if it's never a good time because then like obviously I have all these things scheduled like work-wise that now yesterday was just very much a wash. I tried to get things done, but I just like talking really hurt yesterday. I've now had three doses of medicine, so I feel much better. I'm still like my voice, it just hurts. It hurts, but <laughs> I do have things to say and it has been like 24 hours since I've spoken it like a full sentence, so I think I'm good. But it's honestly, it's just so interesting to me how the sickness just like took me out so quickly. I really woke up on Tuesday feeling totally fine and even like throughout the day just felt tired. So I felt obviously felt so horrible because I had been to that dinner. I've been to the shoot. So like the next morning, I after I got my diagnosis, I like texted some people to let them know. But I have to say, like, I was thinking about it pre-COVID, how we tackled someone getting sick. And like, would you let people know that you were with? Like, I just got diagnosed with strep. Like, I have to like think hard because I remember like in the office when I worked at L'Oreal, when people would be out sick, my first thought was never, oh my God, I'm going to get what they had. Like, I don't know. I wasn't too worried about like, oh, this person has this illness. Like, I wasn't too concerned. I feel like with COVID, it really made us all so afraid of infecting other people. It's like an STD, you know? It's like a huge shame thing. I was honestly so relieved that I didn't have COVID because I'm like, just the amount of shame that it feels when you have to tell someone that you have it. Like, I'm sure everyone out there who's had it can relate to that. Like, having to tell the people you're with, it just like, it's this shame thing. So I texted some people. I felt really bad. But overall, we're going to be fine. Next week's a new week. But it really does let you know or kind of remind you when you feel healthy, take a moment and be grateful for that because right now I feel like death warmed over. And I wish that last week I had taken my good health not for granted. But yeah, you know, being sick and not having my mom here to take care of me, like it's been, it's just hard. Like I was like laying, I was waiting for my prescription to be filled yesterday, laying on my couch And I was just, I got the text from CVS saying my prescription was filled. And I was like, oh my God, now I have to like go there 
and get it. And I have to like everything just felt so hard. And I guess I'm very dramatic. And I'm like, imagine when I'm sick and I have kids to take care of. And if they're also sick, like imagine that, like I should not even complain. Anyway, I did learn some interesting tidbits while I was like on my deathbed yesterday. I was watching a lot of TikTok, scrolling through a lot of Reddit forums. You guys know my old stomping grounds, my favorite place to be is on Reddit. And I learned something really interesting and I could be the last person on earth to learn this information or like living under a rock, but I thought I would talk about it on the pod because it kind of does feed into what I was just saying about women walking into urgent care and men walking into urgent care and like how they just very stereotypically deal with just health in general and like our bodies. And I learned something. I learned that, like was no one gonna tell me this, that men, have a 24-hour hormonal cycle. And women, us, well, most of us, have a freaking 28-day menstrual cycle where hormone levels are rising and falling, like a roller coaster of energy, lack of energy, lack of emotion, all of that. And men have this 24-hour hormonal cycle, which we'll learn in a few moments, actually coincides perfectly with the average workday. I learned this on TikTok. Thank God for TikTok. I've learned a lot. But this this is just crazy. I need to read. I'm going to link this article. Men have a 24-hour cycle where their testosterone levels are highest in the morning and lowest at night, which essentially means that they are perfectly in sync with the standard workday. The morning is a great time for men as their testosterone levels are at their peak, and so is the man. Their hormones keep them energetic, talkative, and focused, so they are ready to have a productive day. They can carry on into the afternoon as their hormone levels have decreased, but only slightly. In fact, the fluctuation in hormone levels is so minimal that it can go completely unnoticed. It's only in the evening when tiredness will really hit them. But luckily, that's the time when everyone goes to bed. Whoever wrote this article is so bitter about it. (laughs) Women's bodies are not so perfectly compatible with the way society has been constructed, which is not shocking when the world is designed by men for men. See? Bitter. (laughs) But true. The standard workday and job require people to have a sustained level of energy every day, which just so happens to work seamlessly with the male hormone cycle, which is 24-hour, not fluctuating as much as women, because obviously we have a 28-day cycle, which just like, I don't even want to talk about how it's crazy that certain weeks, I mean, I know there's like a literal science behind it in terms of like the egg and fertilizing and all that stuff, but like there's a whole week we're shedding. Like so much is going on inside. Like if only we had like, I mean, okay, this is disgusting, but like if only our bodies were like see-through and you can like see what's going on, you know? Okay, like not us walking around naked, like don't sexualize it. But like, you know, if, if someone could literally see what's going on in my uterus right now and like why I'm so tired, like just look at it. It's just bonkers to me that I remember reading somewhere And this could be a myth, but I I really do like this myth. (laughs) So I'm going to take it as fact. I know there's like a whole reason for the calendar around like the moon and like lunar lunar cycles and things like that. But I do remember reading somewhere, I could have been on Reddit, that women either in ancient Asia, I think it was, used to track their cycles. Like there's just ancient drawings of kind of like a check list sort of thing through each day, like 28 days, 29 days, or like around that number. And people found this and were like, oh, it's a calendar and used it for the basis of the calendar or were inspired by it 
to create the calendar to have 28, 29, 30 odd days because it really does. It's kind of a mystery. I mean, it is interesting if you kind of see it as like, oh, the lunar cycle, like the moon, the sun, all that stuff, like that's how they decided on the calendar days and months of the year and things like that. But it is suspicious that it really does line up with a woman's menstrual cycle, don't you think? I feel like it must have something to do with it. Um, But I must say, if every person experienced periods, like everyone, male, female, whoever you are, experienced periods, I have a feeling that we would have like days off from work because of it. Like there's some days where I'm like, I am just a waste of space right now. I mean, okay, not to be mean to myself, but I just feel like I'm like, I woke up this morning feeling like there is just nothing I can contribute to society today. And that's okay. Because if you think about it out of a year, out of a month, how many days do we really have that are like that? I mean, a lot of us, at least for me, I have days where I'm just like, I'm seeing people on Instagram doing a million things in a day and I can barely just I don't even know, like keep the clothes off my floor. Like my apartment's a disaster right now because I'm not feeling my best. And I have these days. I mean, when you're sick, you have a moment like this. But like when I'm on my period, it's the same. Like I just have to, I just wanted to highlight in this episode the things that we go through, specifically women, just to keep ourselves alive, just to keep our bodies moving and healthy and going. It's just like so much. I was scheduling an appointment at the OBGYN because I just, you guys know this, I've talked about it before, but I am on my own insurance now because I turned 26. So I have to, because I'm self-employed, pay for my own health insurance, which I got to use yesterday at CityMD. And my prescription ended up being a dollar and like 20 cents, which was lovely, thank God, because I spend so much money on health insurance per month. It's just disgusting. But I was scheduling an OBGYN appointment and I was just like thinking, I was dreading, I am dreading, even now, days after I've made the appointment, just dreading having that metal thing put inside of me. Like I remember the first time I went to the OBGYN and my mom was sitting next to me and she had to like coach me through like just breathing to have that freaking speculum thing put in me like because I just like I could not like my body was rejecting it because I was so scared of the whole thing like I really had a hard time with the OBGYN so having to get a new one here in the city I'm not going to know who this person is like it's a new person to me because my insurance I had to switch up everything it's just like oh oh just to keep ourselves healthy and alive and well it's just like so many hoops we have to jump through seriously not to mention like okay once you get the like the body stuff out of the way like okay went to the dentist went to the doctor went to the gyno went to the dermatologist like all the stuff okay your wait what is it your physical appointments you have to do like all the stuff think about it all the appointments you have to do Plus, like, if you want to do any cosmetic stuff, like, okay, I'm going to go get a facial or I'm going to like just all the stuff we need to do to get ourselves just to a point where we feel comfortable and happy and healthy physically. Then you have to tackle the whole jobs of the world and having to get all your to-dos done and then doing all your stuff around the house that you have to. Is it possible for someone, a person, to have it all perfect at all times? No, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to strive for that still. Like, I do envision, like I know these girls that I follow intently on the Instagram and all the stuff that I view, in my mind, they have gone to all their appointments they need to go to, get their hair done when they need to get it done, don't have any gray hairs like I do right now because I'm in between appointments and I just like have not had a chance to get in. 
and, you know, don't have clothes on their floor, have perfectly manicured hands. I think of these people and I'm like, you, like, I need to do that like you. So it really does help like these days. I feel like on social media, people are peeling back the curtain a bit more and showing that they're not perfect. But because I am me and I love to just sabotage myself, I love convincing myself that there are perfect people that exist and it is attainable. So whenever I, I feel these moments, I'm looking around my apartment and there's stuff everywhere and I feel so physically ill and just like life is not okay because I'm being dramatic, I'm spiraling out of control. I look to these people to further sabotage myself, like further just stoke the coals of the fire of, of I hate my life, you know. So these are the days where I need to stay off Instagram, but that's also the days when like I don't really have the energy to do anything besides scroll on Instagram. So anyway, this episode goes out to every person out there who is just trying to get it all done, trying to stay healthy, trying to keep themselves alive, okay? But then like feel the pressure to do everything else, like feel the pressure to not only keep myself alive and moving and grooving, but also let me just start a business while I'm at it and let me invest in things and like let me make a million new friends and connections and go to every launch party there ever is for everything and like just do it all because it is just so freaking exhausting to do it all it's impossible that's like I've tried to do it all that's why I feel like this right now because I have not let myself rest in the past like six months I feel like I haven't really even the vacations I've gone on were work vacations technically so like what the heck am I doing to myself like why do I do this to myself because I feed myself the lie that one day I'll regret it if I don't do all of this because like what you know if I don't go to that party maybe I could have met someone that would have changed my life like business-wise or romantically like if I don't go to this party like who knows well if I don't go to the party maybe it'll be fine. Maybe I'll survive. Maybe I'll actually get that much needed eight hours of sleep that I need. And I should not feel guilty for that. I should not feel that intense FOMO and guilt that I didn't take advantage of every possible situation that was thrown my way. Like every opportunity, if you take every possible opportunity, like you're going to be a just a shell of a human. Like what is life? What is life even about if you don't feel well while you're doing it? Like if you don't feel healthy and well, just like well, okay? That's like the only word I can think of right now to describe this. Like feel just not sick, not sad, not like, you know, just that is the feeling that I chase, just feeling well. That's what we try to chase every day. That's what we want. We want to feel secure. We want to feel happy and well. But then why are we doing all these things that make us unwell in the pursuit of that? I guess just one day we feel like we'll sit down and be like, oh, cool, I'm all done now. But will that ever happen? Like, will we ever be all done or will we consistently be chasing the next opportunity? Like right now I'm chasing all these things for my job and like for my future and trying to find new ways to bring myself to the internet, like into the internet and trying new series and things and doing all this stuff. But then, you know, the next chapter will be when I – and married and living in a house in the suburbs with my kids, or I don't know if that's going to be my life. If it is, like the next chapter will be, or the next thing I'm chasing will be, okay, how can I set my kids up for success? How can I like <laughs> pack the best school lunches or be the best uh, snack mom for my kids' soccer team? Or like, how can I throw the best charity benefit? Like, the, you know, there's always going to be something else you're chasing, always some other way to grind and to force yourself into this position of feeling unwell. When I actually have this quote I want to read, 
that goes perfectly with this. I have it saved. It's an Alan Watts quote, and he said, the meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple, and yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. I think the part of that that I really was drawn to and why I screenshotted it from the quotes forum on Reddit, which I love, it's called just quotes, was the great panic part. Like, I feel that like a lot of us run around in this great panic. We do. We're like trying to do it all, trying to knock out everything on our to-do list, trying to just keep ourselves well, while also just, you know, building the freaking pyramids every day, just thinking we can do it all. A great panic. Like, I think it is important to a lot of us. And I, it's, you know, I'm speaking from experience of feeling like I do want to make something that is bigger than just me. Like I want to make a mark on this world. I'm not really sure why, but it just feels necessary to me. It feels like a purpose led thing. And I have done that. Like I've, I mean, at least I've tried, I've made content on the internet for so long and I've tried to connect with other people and connect people to other people through my work and stuff like that. Like that has been something I've wanted to do. I've just wanted to get my message out there. I think that's just probably an instinctual thing. I feel like that's like an evolutionary thing. Like just there's a reason why we do this. But I think it's when that becomes the most important thing. That's when it's an issue. Like what you're working on, what you're working towards that is outside of yourself, when that becomes the biggest thing, the most important thing, I think that's when it gets really bad because you just forget about the actual machine behind like what is generating all this stuff, aka your body, your body, you, your mind, your mind also, your mental health is what keeps everything going, what keeps the lights on, what keeps the power surging through you in order to accomplish all of these things. Like that's where the energy comes from. And you have to think of that power source. Like it could be getting tired. It's like when my phone overheats and it literally won't work and it says your phone is overheated, like put it somewhere cool or, you know, you've you've done too much. Like my phone decides after I've done a lot on it during a day that it just like wants to die. And, you know, that's kind of how our bodies act as well. But I think a lot of us push it really, really far, push the limits really, really far and think that we can do literally everything because it seems like everyone else is doing it. No problem. Like at that dinner I went to the other night, we were all sitting around like discussing our summer plans and like our summer collabs and partnerships and all the places a bunch of the girls are going, like all the trips and stuff and all of the new collabs people are coming out with, which is also inspiring and so motivating, so cool to hear about, but also does make like I was sitting there and I was like, whoa, people are doing a lot of stuff like and they look amazing while they're doing it. They're all like gorgeous like sitting around influencers i mean it's a new job a new industry if you think about just in terms of like all the other industries there are in the world and how long they've been around so like it does it's taking some getting used to for me even coming from someone who's been doing this sort of job for 12 years of my life just sitting around and hearing like just the go 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 of these people i'm just like you you notice it like yeah people rip on influencers but there also is like really so much drive in it. Like these girls and guys are out there hustling. Okay. And I like to think like I'm an influencer. Just, it just kind of happened to me. It really did. 
like I was making these YouTube videos and like just thought I was just, you know, making videos online, didn't know it was really influencing people. Like I didn't know that that was the result of it because I was very young when I started and I just kind of stumbled into this. But those people that have kind of sprung up recently in the past few years to success and are like creating clothing lines and creating like doing all this stuff that's like really influencing and driving a whole age group of people a whole like army of people and it keeps growing and they're just continuously rising like that does take a a toll on you physically mentally but it seems like some of these girls i'm like i'm listening and i'm just getting exhausted hearing about all the stuff they're doing i'm like are you okay like are you are you okay really and not because i'm jealous of them. I mean, maybe a little bit at some times. I'm like, wow, that's really cool that they got to do that. I'm very jealous. Yes, I do get that way. But I mostly I'm just like, I can't like I thought I was doing a lot and on my breaking point and just hearing what you're doing. I'm like, whoa. But I guess this could apply to like really anyone, not just people like in the influencer space, but just anyone who has like friends or acquaintances that are constantly talking about all the stuff that they're working on and doing and you just feel it it's exhaust it's like dizzying okay it makes you feel dizzy sometimes when you're in these conversations with like those really 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 go 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 do 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 friends because it makes me feel a few things it makes me feel motivated inspired happy for them but then also feeling a little bit like okay should I be doing all of that and then also um I'm exhausted just listening to this because I already know that I'm like at my breaking point with the stuff that I'm doing. And I feel like what I'm doing is half of what they're doing. So how the heck are they doing it? But then you compare yourself to those people that seem like they're maybe not doing a ton in a day, which you should never do, but we do sometimes. I'm like, wow, that person lives a really chill life. I'm kind of jealous of them. Like it's just constantly you're just battling with yourself internally about like, am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? Am I taking care of myself? But also like, Am I keeping up with the Joneses? You know, am I keeping up with all these people who seem to be like the blueprint for success and beauty and happiness? It just gets to be a lot, especially when you're sick like me and are just barely hanging on, like hanging on for dear life, fighting for my life over here. Okay, I'm being dramatic, but like it really makes you think when you're at your lowest or like feeling pretty darn low, like I am right now, just like how much people are doing and like how. I wonder if this will impact us one day, just this the the work that this generation feels that they must do before they even technically need to do it. Like you think about how many young, like 17, 18, you know, th- that's an age where you have a job, but like not necessarily a millionaire level job that you got because you were dancing on an app. Like not to discount, what I'm saying here is, that sort of work and fame and money is it's overwhelming to anyone at that age because like you know it's just where do you go from there how do you maintain that that this is what's going on in someone's head probably like how do i keep up with myself like am i i always think about it like myself on the internet i just had this like period of extreme growth and success when I was like 16, 17. And I always think of myself now, I'm like, am I competing with my 16 and 17 year old self? Like, you know, just because I'm like, how did I get there at that age? And now I'm feeling like I'm a little bit less inspired. So it's just a lot. Okay. It's a lot. And being sick has made me realize just how much our bodies and minds and all the stuff that we have to deal with in a day and 
it's made me feel a lot of things and think a lot of things, but mostly I'm just really trying to rest. I really am. It's very hard for me to say no to things and say, oh, I can't do that because I'm actually focusing on my body right now. Like I'm focusing on resting and healing because like I've actually had an issue in the past with like not they usually give you like 10 days of meds for strep throat and I have been bad and like only taken like five days of it. And I'm like, oops, okay, I think I'm fine. And then it like comes back because I didn't take the proper amount of medicine. And I feel like that has been me just trying to once again power through without a proper power source and not consider the engine that fuels it all, like my health and well-being. Like when I'm happy and healthy, I can accomplish so much more when I'm sad and spiraling and feeling sick. Like how will I be able to accomplish anything good? How will I be able to make anything good with those conditions, okay? So I'm trying to remember that, trying to feel less guilty about sitting on the bench. Um, But yeah, that was kind of where my head was at. And I guess I randomly just learned that thing about the male hormone cycle. So I needed to share that just to make myself feel a little bit better about (laughs) just everything. But I did want to close this episode with one juicy, amazing quote that I wrote down that I just, I just, you know, it's one of those that really hit me good. So it says, if life were predictable, it would cease to be life and be without flavor. Eleanor Roosevelt. If life were predictable, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, that's true. Like, what's the point of a super predictable life where you could see where you know everything? Like, I always say, if someone came to me and was like, if you like, I hold all the secrets to the world. Do you want to know how and when you'll die? Like, do you want to know how and when you'll meet your spouse? Do you want to know? I would say no. It would be very hard for me to say no, but I would say no because where's the fun in that? I would. It would just... I'm a very high anxiety person. I feel like it would really stress me out to know these details. So I would say no. So yeah, if life were predictable, it would be without flavor. It would cease to be life because that is just what it is. You never know what weeks you'll feel great, what weeks you'll feel sick, what weeks you'll have your best idea yet, meet your best people yet. Like it's just, it's so unwritten. Like Natasha Bedingfield, the, the rest is still unwritten. I can't wait for what is ahead because I can just, I can just feel it. I have a feeling just more in the in the close future this summer for me. I have a very good feeling about this summer. I have a very good feeling about the month of July. I just, I don't know what. I can't even like put my finger on it, but I really have a good feeling about it. I think something very life-changing in a good way is going to happen to me. I just have this weird feeling. And maybe, honestly, I feel that for you guys too. Like, I honestly feel this can apply to many of us. I think July is just that gold rush month. I have a feeling about it. Mark my words, everyone. Okay, well, that is my episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed or like commiserated with me if you're feeling sick or feeling like you have period cramps or just feeling not so great this week. Um, hope this was good, good little like commiseration sesh for you because uh, I just came in. I came in today feeling real vulnerable and sick and feeling like being negative <laughs> against the men of this world. So hope that that wasn't too much for you guys. And thank you all for listening. I will be back feeling healthy and strong on like day seven of my meds next week. But in the meantime, have a great rest of your day and focus on your body, focus on you and your health. That's all I have to say. All right, bye. Bye.